This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 22. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hey, and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese film Goodfellas one awkward minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards, and with me is Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hello. 
And also joining us is Tom Merritt, the host of the Daily Tech News Show, Sword and Laser, Current Geek, Cord Killers, and every other podcast on the internet. How you doing, Tom? Thanks for letting me come back. This is fun. Yeah, it's great. Good to have you. I hope you got a cocktail poured and ready to dive in. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, <laughs> minute, tw- minute 22 starts with uh, Henry calmly telling Tommy that he's funny. And it ends with everyone laughing after Tommy has his way with Henry. <laughs> so um, Did you right off the same minute? <laughs> well, he had his way in a certain way. <laughs> so right off the bat, my big note for this minute is that this is the first time in the movie where things get serious. And what I mean is that up until this point, we've sort of been floating on this cloud that's of doo-wop music and a jaunty voiceover about how great the life is. And even when bad things are happening, it's still presented as kind of a fun adventure. And this is the moment in the movie where it literally, the music stops and it gets like, oh, this is actually terrifying. What's well, that, that's actually a really good point is that there is, the soundtrack-wise, the only audio is dialogue here. Right. And is this the first time in the movie where there's no music? For a significant amount of time, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's so I interesting re- you point that out because it's also a fake out, right? It's not yeah, right, right, really exactly. serious. But it right. shows you how quickly things turn on a dime here and can yeah. get serious and dangerous and possibly deadly. But, uh, but, then, but then he turns it around. But, but, but I, was, I recently, you know, doing the show, I've been watching it just in my minute as we do this, but I recently <laughs> sat down to watch it all the way through again. And I was really struck by how up until this point, it's just it's sort of this fun ride. And then, it, boom, here's where you go, oh, shit. Yeah. This is actually dangerous. So this is, this is one of the reasons why I love this minute so much. Well, this is the one that, you know, if I were to look at what made this movie for me, and I remember like the first time I saw it and, uh, and, and sort of just being entranced by it, not knowing anything about it or what it was. And like this is, this is when you're completely hooked. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, this is, this is going on. And it's funny is that while this, the thing that's happening in this isn't real, imagine just for, you know, that, that if these are real people and somebody had done something differently during this. It would have become completely real. Like if Henry right. got offended. Yeah. You know, like they would have killed each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how, yeah, this is how people die. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is how Tommy did uh, just among kill a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, just over argument. Well, and, and because you already know just from the previous story how much of a psychopath he is, yeah. you're like, wait, maybe he means it. You know, right. maybe he's just, you know, decided that he doesn't like the situation right now and, and, People are going to get killed. Yeah. I I don't I don't see because I I don't it's I don't think it's like a joke in that sense. Like he's te- he's he's like well I'm gonna test the room this way. He's he's mm-hmm. he's he's showing off. He's he's being the alpha dog. He's showing everything that's going. You know, he's gonna like well I'm gonna try to control everybody and see how it goes. And Henry was smart enough to know how to play it. Basically, I think. Well, and even when he admits, you know, like I had you going. You're wondering if another shoe's still yet to drop. Right, like, right. And, right. and as mm-hmm. often as this thing has been parodied and as many times as I've heard people quote it, I was still uncomfortable watching it this time around. And yes. I was still putting myself in Ray Liotta's head like, uh, what would I say to try to calm somebody down if they were really doing this to me? And, and it's funny because even – I mean I've watched this movie many, many times. Watching just the this isolated minute made it – 10 times more agonizing mm-hmm. for some reason. It's, and maybe because it's such a long minute. 
It's a long minute. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in my head, this scene was much shorter than the, mm-hmm. than the two minutes that it's turning out to be. But this entire minute up until I think like like the 54 or 55 second mark is just silent. And, and like I started looking around at everybody at the table and everyone at the table is looking down, looking away. Mm-hmm. At one point, there's the shot of, of Pesci. So we see Leota's back and we see Nikki Eyes' back. And there's one point where um, Anthony Carbone on the left – like kind of does the makes eye contact with Nikki eyes and then looks away like does the eye bulge like oh shit like it like it, it like it you feel the awkwardness I like that they're know? all yeah. super tough guys yeah and no one knows what to do like at one point I think it's Anthony Stabile he's the one who's like no he just so, met he's a big boy yeah you know like so he tries to do something and then after that nobody gets involved yeah and, well, and, and the, it's not just the people at the table it's everybody around in the entire restaurant. Well, not yet, oh. not yet. No, at this point, at this point, it is just a table. Like, if you look at the, I'm, I'm watching the rest of the restaurant, and the restaurant is not notified to what's going on okay. here yet. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is literally every. It is just at the table. Tomorrow's minute is when the restaurant gets involved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the the reason why this scene works so great is because Joe Pesci is masterful, going from hysterically funny to incredibly terrified. And uh, let's talk about Joe for a second, who won an Oscar for this role, and I think probably on the strength of the scene. I was gonna, I was going to ask, do you think this scene won the Oscar for him? Probably. This is the one they sent in. Yeah. <laughs> the sizzle reel. The, the sizzle reel. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but I figure that's how it works. They would. So uh, Joseph Frank Pesci was born from Newark, New Jersey, and uh, he is currently 72 years old. And in retirement, he retired from acting in 1999, even though he's made three acting appearances since his retirement. Including a cameo on Good Shepherd, which De Niro directed. A he did a film, Love Ranch, and he did a Snickers commercial. Uh, but but he's basically he did a Snickers commercial out of retirement. Yes, he did a what? Snickers commercial in 2011 with Don, Don Rickles. One of those commercials where you got hungry and turned into a different person. What what was that conversation with his agent like? Uh, listen, Joe. I know you're retired. I know you did. I know you did Bobby De Niro's movie a couple of years ago. But listen, we got the Snickers part that's made for I you. I think it went like this. <laughs> Do you want a million dollars? How long? One day. All right, yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's I how it went. I'm pretty sure that's probably how it went, too. Uh, so uh, Joe Pesci started acting when he was five years old uh, in local plays, and then he moved on when he was 10 to local television. But uh, interesting fact about Joe Pesci is that he grew up uh, friends with Frankie Valli and Tommy DeVito, who is the name of his character in this movie, Tommy DeVito. Oh. Uh, and Tommy DeVito and Frankie Valli were musicians and they were in a band together. And, and it was Joe Pesci who introduced him to Bob uh, Guadio, who, was, who joined Frankie Valli and Tommy DeVito to create the Four Seasons. And if you saw that movie, or probably saw the play, I don't know if it was in the play or not, you, you'll know that scene happened. You'll, you'll, Joe Pesci's character in that movie. Hopefully you saw the play and not the movie because the movie is awful, whereas the play is delightful. Was he in the play? Was he a character in the play as well? I didn't see the play. Well, then how would you know? Uh, my mother told me. <laughs> they loved it. They loved it. So as we mentioned yesterday's episode, he's also a musician. He was in a band called Joey D and the Starlighters, and he was a guitarist who was replaced by Jimi Hendrix later on. He's like, this is, he's like the Forrest Gump of the music industry. There are a lot of weird music connections to people in this movie. Well, the connections keep getting weirder. Yeah. Uh, he w- was in a comedy duo called Vincent and Pesci in the six, late 60s and early 70s, and his partner, Frank Vincent, who played Billy Bats. Really? Yes. Wow. Get so, your uh, shine box. No way. We'll see more about so, that. So, uh, and then he won the Oscar at age 47 for, for playing uh, Tommy DeVito and Goodfellas. So he, this is a he's a very interesting guy, musician, actor, and then and then later received international fame through the Home Alone series. 
Yes. Well, he 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 he. You know, he became a star after this movie. Yeah. Uh, my cousin Vinny. He's in casinos. I mean, he's in a lot. He's in a lot of stuff. He probably came came first to fame in, in Raging Bull. Right. So there you go for Joe. That's Joe Pesci. He, he's, a, he's a great actor. Did he do a sketch on Saturday Night Live where he was trying on pinky rings? Yes, I'm sure he did. Yeah, do I am I remembering that oh, correctly? Oh, you are remembering that correctly. And he would okay, mouth yeah. uh, his yeah. his like uh, offense at the person yeah. in the mirror. Yeah, it was like I'm re- talking to me. Yeah, the, yeah, it must have been after Goodfellas, that early '90s time when I watched Saturday Night Live, as opposed to now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, he, I mean, him winning the, and this is the only, he won the only Oscar that the entire movie won. Yes, and I guess it's well deserved. Yeah, I forget. No, his, it, no, his is totally. I'm not signing it. His win. Yes, but we'll the, get to that later. I know. <laughs> yes. All right. So, uh, what, what else is going on here in this minute? I thought it was interesting going back to Pesci in his acting mode. The, the moment, you know, so, so we have him inquiring with Henry as to what makes him funny and why is he so funny. And, and Henry saying, no, it's the way you tell a story. His voice cracks at one point where he's like, he's like, how do I, how do I know how I'm, you know, like, and it just, it, 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 to me, that was like a real, I don't, you know, of course he probably didn't mean to or whatever, but it was a real humanizing kind of mode. He's been talking for how, who knows how long straight. Right? right, he's telling the story, and then he switches it, and he switch he switches gears emotionally so fast that you hear it in his voice, which I thought whether that was planned or not was a great touch. Well, the other yes. thing I noticed too is it takes thirty five seconds <laughs> through this minute that we're watching, and it already had started a little before, for the people around Ray Liotta to finally catch on that this is no longer funny, that yeah. Joe Pesci is not joking, even though we find out later he is but it, it takes that long he plays it so well especially again especially knowing that this is improv like he just pushes it until everyone has given up on the idea that this is a joke yeah it's it's masterful yeah also a lot of uh in the beginning of the minute there's a lot of fun editing with uh leota's hands if you watch it at one point he's explaining to tommy you're funny and he's using his hands to go left and right and then it cuts back to the shot of joe pesci and his his left hand is up holding the cigarette and then it cuts yeah. back to him and his hands are in front of him again. So it's the, the classic Goodfellas uh, editing continuity mistakes, which... Magic hands. Yeah, yeah. Which that would imply two, two takes, though, wouldn't it? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had yeah. to do the reverse. They wouldn't have been shooting yeah. at the same time, so it had to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Ron, how do you feel about Joe Pesci's collar in this, in this minute? I love the collars. It's, you know I love the collars. It's peak, it's peak collar. There's yeah. almost no gap. It's, <laughs> it's almost... They're nearly parallel... Very acute angle, and he's it's almost like a white ascot. And he's got like the biggest example of one. Like Henry's is pretty yeah. good, but it's not quite as extreme. And so he's I, got a little. Henry's got a little spread. Yeah, I I believe yeah. that this is among them a nonverbal cue that yeah. that indicates uh, relation in the pack, uh, and and who is who is the alpha male. And at this point, clearly, it is Pesci, as he has the smallest pace between between the the peaks of his his collar. <laughs> the alpha male will display the smallest gap. Well, it's interesting because Tommy wouldn't have been high ranked in this crew, but they're all afraid of him because he's the craziest one of the crew. Right. Well, none I mean, of them are made. Some... Yeah. So they're well, not, they're we, not made. So they're all open. We don't season. know if any of the guys around them are made. Yeah, we don't know the status of everybody. But, but what's interesting? What's interesting going back to the real life versus the portrayal and stuff like that is that um, so when Pesci shot the movie, he was forty six years old. Right, so right now he's forty six years old. In real life, Tommy D, who he's based on, uh, he died at twenty eight in the late seventies. Oh. 
So at this point, he in and this is like the mid '60s. So in reality, he's supposed to be like 17 or 18 years old here. Right. So, so deserves that actor, that Oscar is what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but even at this point, it's early in their mob careers to the point where, you know, he's probably building a reputation for himself, but he's not super respected in that regard, you know? Um, Which leads me to believe yeah. he's not hanging out with a bunch of made guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Jimmy left, you know, but Jimmy wasn't made, but yeah. You also know, I mean, it, yeah. these guys all hung out together. They're part of the crew. Yeah. Um, but uh, it just goes to show you the power of being the guy in the room that no one knows what they're going to do. Yeah. At yeah. Any moment. And and so like what is going through Hen the, the moment of in the last ten seconds when he when when he just lose when Pe- when when Tommy Pesci uh, we, I, I get screwed up myself when he gets <laughs> when he gets I'm trying so hard not to say lines from the movie that haven't I, shown up yet I know yeah I know. and it's really difficult so I acknowledge what you just went through <laughs> and I'm not gonna give you a hard time for it but um but when he goes what makes me funny and then there's a hanging pause. When before Henry tells finally laughs and and realizes that he's getting screwed with, where and it just lasts forever and it's just hanging and you see the the confusion on Henry's face where he's just like where is this guy coming from like he doesn't know which way it's gonna go and I wonder what like the decision to say get the fuck out you know like where he says yeah. you're screwing with me like because that's a risk too because what if he's not yeah, he's yeah. he's dead yeah well, he, he's, he's not dead. any worse off than he would have been yeah it was it was already pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, fun fact for this minute: uh, at one point, Tommy asks Henry if he's a clown. Uh, in 2014, there was a national clown shortage. <laughs> wow. The world wow. clown the World Clown Association lost a thousand members, and they only had about they only had about 3,500. So uh, that's no laughing matter. It's no laughing matter. <laughs> so. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna let it go. I'm angry and impressed. Like I said, we, 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 not, we're in the same location, basically the same camera shot for five minutes here. <laughs> hey, our headless man uh, starts waving yeah. uh, at the very end. Yep. Yeah, he starts cooling himself off. He was so, yeah. he was so tense. Well, if you're sunny, you start backing away slowly from the that's, that's clearly – we're going to get to this. I don't, I don't want to get to it too early, but I think this might be a personal flaw that Sonny has. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a timing issue. Well, but uh, that is a great observation, Tom. I did not see the waving of the paper in his hand to cool himself off. <laughs> it's just like, wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's right at the tension break, too. Yeah, it it's is, like, oh. yeah. And <laughs> the, at the tension break also, going back to the collars, what does Henry do? But Henry, his right hand goes right to his collar and his top, like, like, whoo, I'm safe. You know, like I'm, uh, my neck is saved, you know? <laughs> oh, man. So good. Oh, uh, yeah. Everything's fine now, Sonny. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's going to happen. No, it's going to be, it's all fine. All right. <laughs> Anybody else have anything else for this minute? Amuse you. I just, <laughs> I love the way those words sound together and the way that he says them. So good. Amuse you. All right. Well, thanks, Tom, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And for people who are just tuning in, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? How about that? Twitter, probably the easiest thing to go to twitter.com slash Tom Merritt and then look at the description because that's where my real Twitter handle is, uh, which is A-C-E-D-T-E-C-T, and it's a long story. <laughs> you can do a whole podcast about that story. All yeah, right. Minute so- by minute. <laughs> 
explanation. Yeah. All right. So tune in tomorrow for minute number 23. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Goodfellas Min or on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. Uh, you can find all the episodes over at GoodfellasMinute.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to GoodfellasMinute.com slash support where you can find links to shop on Amazon. If you haven't purchased the movie or the book the movie's based on, get it now while it's on sale or if it's available. I don't know if it's going away. Actually, it, they re-release. did you see they re-released the Blu-ray with that awful cover? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we should do a show about that. Anyway, uh, but you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash GFM. And we want to thank everybody who stepped up and supported us. Uh, you guys are the ones who are making the show uh, possible. So we want to thank everybody who has decided to donate to the show and help us uh, pay for our bandwidth and all that fun stuff. And tune in later this week on Friday. We're going to be highlighting one of our patrons. So you not definitely don't want to miss that. But if you've got any questions or any observations of your own, you can always email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. And make sure you check out our sister site, ifanboy.com, for a weekly comic book podcast talking about fun stuff there as well uh so until tomorrow i'm ron i'm connor i don't know what makes me so funny but i'm josh you're a funny guy i go from a rags to return my fate is on